Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? Well, welcome in. I'm DP Sidhu, and my draft prospect series continues. We are going to highlight some of the top NFL draft prospects. The Texans have the number three pick overall in the draft right now. That could change, but right now it's number three overall. So we're going to try to crank through maybe the top draft prospects that could land as Houston Texans when the draft hits here April 28th through the 30th. So most of these guys will be first rounders that we cover. And I have been interviewing beat reporters who have covered these players throughout their three or four years in college just to get a a sense of them. I mean, we see what the draft pundits and the draft gurus are saying about all these top picks, but what about the people that actually cover them? You know, what sort of uh, nuances to the games of some of these players or their personality, maybe some major moments of adversity they've gone through. And then also, we've been ending each of these interviews with a conversation about some of the other prospects from the school, from the program that we could be looking out for on day two, day three of the draft. Some of them, maybe even late round one, most of them are day two and day three guys. So with that being said, today we are talking about safety Kyle Hamilton. And if you've been following mock drafts, he's been mocked to the Texans uh, several times and throughout the mock draft trackers that Drew Doherty puts up on HoustonTexans.com. He's a safety at Notre Dame. And we caught up with Pete Sampson. He's a beat writer for The Athletic. He covers Notre Dame football. You can follow him at Pete Sampson. That's S-A-M-P-S-O-N. And we talked to Pete about Kyle Hamilton. And, you know, it's unusual to see a safety ranked so high on draft boards. So we want to know what Kyle Hamilton's all about. What could he add to this Texans backfield if the Texans do decide to draft him? But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston. Stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, without further ado, here he is, Pete Sampson, talking about Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Pete, welcome in, and so glad to have you joining us today. It's good to be with you. It's uh, I be I'm fascinated to sort of see how Kai Kyle Hamilton could go in the draft because I think you don't find a lot of top five picks at that position, but he's he's his talent warrants that kind of consideration. Yeah, there have not been a lot of safeties that go at the top of draft boards, especially like in recent years. But uh, Hamilton has been projected to go as high as number three, even to the Texans by a lot of these mock drafts recently. What sort of an impact can a guy like Hamilton make immediately in the NFL when he goes that high? I think he he almost allows you to play 11 and a half on 11 defensively. And this is something that I think Hamilton's potential has yet to be unlocked. It's like, this is a weird thing to start on, but like the hash marks are so much closer in the NFL than they are in college. Whereas in college, like if the ball's over to the right hash and you're playing the left hash as a safety, like that's that's hard to cover that much ground. He did it in college, but with the ball being so much more central in the NFL, I, I actually think his impact will be enhanced at the next level because he's going to be able to just sort of be a middle field safety central to the ball and, you know, get somebody who can play like kind of a single high if you want to. He was just, I mean, he was a, he was an eraser at Notre Dame. He took away so much stuff. If there was a bust in coverage, his, his interception at Florida state, the second one he had there where he ran about 35 yards while the ball was in the air, which is completely ridiculous. And I think that's the kind of stuff he can do at the next level, even more than he did at Notre Dame, just of the way the 
the field is formatted. I feel like in reading about him, I read so much about his versatility and all the different types of receivers he can cover and he can line up close to the line of scrimmage. He can play back deep. I mean, tell us a little bit about his versatility and, and what you saw from him in your time covering him. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I never felt like we got to see like the full Kyle Hamilton experience at Notre Dame, other than maybe just a few games this season before he had the knee injury that knocked him out. But they would use him in the box, like if they were playing a, a run heavy or an option team that, you know, they line up in a four, four, they roll them down. Uh, when they played USC a couple of years ago, that was the USC team with Michael Pittman and Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyler Vaughn's. They lined up at, as like a deep field safety, like 20 yards off the line of scrimmage and basically don't let anybody get deeper than you. Um, so he can give you everything. Um, when they played Stanford, their best player in the past game was a tight end. Uh, I think Colby Parkinson, so they line up one, line them up one on one on him. Um, so they've sort of asked him to do everything, and he's done it. So it's um, he he can you can make him whatever you want to make him at the next level, and that's that I think is going to be fascinating to see wherever he goes. How do you maximize a guy like this? When you first started covering him, I mean, is it surprising now to see that he's projected to go as high as he is, and that he might be? the top safety taken. Is it surprising considering where he was when he first entered Notre Dame and, and you saw him first play, or did you sort of see it, the writing on the wall for him? You felt like it could happen. Um, just cause like he's huge. When, when you see him at the combine, you'll be like, you're, you're only six, four, like you, you're with the wingspan. I mean, he looks like he's six, six. And then his first practice at Notre Dame, he had three interceptions and you're like, okay, what, like, what's up with this kid? <laughs> so you knew, you knew there was like the extra stuff there to say that you thought he was going to be a top five pick when there hasn't been one. And I don't know if you go back to Sean Taylor or Jamal Adams or how far you have to go back, but that would be a right, a reach, but there was no doubt from his first practice, like, all right, this is what a first round pick looks like. He just needs three years to get there. And lo and behold, here we are. But um, yeah, he always knew he was going to be a high end NFL guy. All right. Speaking of interceptions, Levy Smith in this defense, he really emphasizes takeaways. 11 different players had an interception last year. And it seems like Hamilton's done pretty well for himself in that department. So what can you tell us about his ball hawking skills and facing opposing quarterbacks? He, I mean, he's excellent. Um, he had two picks in the opening game at Florida State this year. The, the, the second one was just ridiculous. It was like right when it happened, you're like, okay, well, that's going to be on his draft highlight reel that, that we see 2,000 times uh, in the spring. You know, he can cover so much ground, really good ball skills, not somebody who I think is going, you know, he's not just going up to make a play on the ball, he's going up to take it away. So, He's just, he's around the ball. That's another thing. Like his first snap in Notre Dame stadium was a pick six. Um, wow. That was the second game of his career. And it wasn't like he made an amazing play. It was a ball got deflected from a defensive end and it came right to him. But like, at some point you're like, wait a minute, why does the ball always seem to come right to you? He's just in the right place at the right time. In addition to being a great athlete. So if if you're if you want a versatile safety who ups your turnover rate, like this is the guy. Um, I think he's got a real special ability in those regards. 
Well, sign me up for that. That all sounds yeah. all fine and dandy for us. How about for for you? You've covered him. What is there a particular moment or a memorable game that really stands out to you in, in his career? Certainly the, the Florida State game this year was was unique. You know, his first game in Notre Dame Stadium when he had the, the pick six out of the gate. You know, was, this doesn't really apply to the NFL, but his games against Navy were really remarkable because he would just Navy is the ultimate scheme over talent team. And they, they just couldn't get a blocker on him. They could, they couldn't get a hat to him because he was too fast and too explosive. So it, um, he was just really fun to watch uh, week in and week out. It would be hard to pick one, but I certainly the moment that stands with you the most is his second interception at Florida state where he covers three quarters of the field horizontally with a ball in the air. And you see the reaction of Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis. He's just like, what the heck was that? Like, I, how, <laughs> I there's no way I could have seen him coming um, because he was out of my field of vision when I released the football. So, yeah, there's a, been a lot of just freaky plays like that. where are just like, God, this is this this kid really is sort of built differently than any other safety that I've seen. What about adversity? I mean, he's he's obviously been very talented from the get go, but have you seen him go through adversity and and how how did he handle that? How did he come out of it on the other end? He hit a an ankle injury his sophomore year, missed a game, came back, then had sort of a, a foot surgery, um, which didn't really hold him back. You know, the biggest adversity he had was the knee injury he suffered against USC midseason. You know, he trained to come back. I think if Notre Dame had played in the college football playoff, he definitely would have played when they dropped down to the Fiesta Bowl. He's like, you know, this isn't the risk versus reward is not there. So that that's probably the biggest adversity he's had athletically. And I think sort of how he comes back to that, we'll see at the combine. I fully expect that he will be sort of one of those guys who puts up numbers that creates buzz beyond the highlights. So just, yeah, he, he has not had a whole lot of adversity to overcome in his career. I mean, he grew up in a household where his dad played in the NBA for a couple of years, trained NBA athletes. His mom um, was a, was around the Atlanta Falcons with her profession, um, I believe, in real estate. So he sort of grew up around pro athletes. So, like, the fact that this is happening is not going to awe him, Um and I think that that is a bonus for whoever takes him. He's not going to get to the NFL and be like, oh, my God, like I'm around pro athletes. Like I have all this money. Like, what am I going to do with it? Like he is a really measured guy who I think sort of thinks very big picture. I think you even saw that with some of his name, image and likeness dealings last year. Very thoughtful about it. And I think very measured, very deliberate about it. You know, wasn't going to just take every deal to make a quick buck sort of sees himself as a brand and he sort of executed some, some business deals, whether it be a memorabilia or merch that sort of fit with his brand. So it, I think whoever drafts him is getting a very, like you're getting a great athlete, like, but you're also getting a really mature individual, you know, who's uh, I think very certain of himself and in, in where he needs to go as a player, where he needs to go as a business. I think those are, those are positives for whoever picks him up. All right. Along those lines, what's he like personality wise? I know you've spent a lot of time with him mm -hmm. His family gotten to know him really well. What's his, what's he like off the field? What's he into? You know, he is, um, you know, he's not into like any crazy stuff. I mean, he's like a video game kid likes hanging out. But, uh, I think the thing that really strikes you is like, he's a very mature 21, 22 year old kid. 
you, when you sit down with him, you don't feel like you're talking to a college kid. You feel like you're talking to a young adult. So that's part of it. He's, you know, he's very stubborn might be too much, but not by a lot. Like he's, when he makes a decision, like he'll dig his heels in on it. So, and he knows how good he is. Like, I, I don't want him to come across. I don't want this to come across as I'm presenting this kid. It's like, oh gosh, shucks. I'm just really good at football. Like, no, he knows how good he is. So again, that gets into like the certainty and, um, you know, the deliberateness of like how he views football, where it can take him financially, professionally. So he's, I, I would describe him as sort of a, a mature kid where you feel like you're talking to a, a guy in his late twenties, not his late teens or early twenties. All right. Well, if the Texans don't take Kyle Hamilton, I know Notre Dame's got some other prospects that are going to be at the combine and that you'll be covering here that you've covered in the past. Give me another name or two that that Texans fans should look out. That's not named Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. If you're in the market for a running back, uh, Kyron Williams is a really interesting prospect to me. Kind of your all around, all purpose back. Incredible um, in blitz pick, pick up and diagnosing what teams are throwing at your quarterback. Um, really good receiver, uh, incredible personality. You will be spoiled if you get to cover him because um, he's a great quote um, and fun to deal with in that way. So that would be the one it's, you know, and then down the draft, Kevin Austin, maybe a late round pick. He was Notre Dame's number one receiver last year. I said his career has been suspended. He's been injured, hadn't, has not, does not have a lot of tape. Um, and so, if you can get him in the right system, I think he could be a value pick for you as a fifth, sixth, seventh round type of pick. Um, that those would be the two guys that are kind of worth monitoring. It's it's not a great year for Notre Dame in terms of volume of guys who are draftable, but Kyron Williams, third, fourth round, uh, and then Austin in the later rounds. Those those would be the the guys that I'm most interested to see where they fall this cycle. All right. We'll have to see what shakes out with Notre Dame prospects and the Texans this year. Pete, thank you so much for the time. Pete Sampson, beat writer for the athletic covers Notre Dame football. Follow him at Pete Sampson. Pete, appreciate the time so much. Anytime. Thanks for having me. All right. Great stuff from Pete. We'll mark some of those other prospects down on my notes as guys to watch throughout this draft process. Intrigued by Kyron Williams, the all-purpose back. We heard from the assistant coaches earlier this week, and he sort of fits the description of of what this coaching staff is looking for. So who knows? Who knows if, if it's him or another guy like him, but it gives us something to think about and to talk about as we head into draft season. And the NFL Combine is coming up here next week in Indianapolis. I'll be there as well as the rest of the crew. We'll be doing radio from there. We'll be doing some TV from there. I always get a chance to ask national people what they think. And I think one of the questions I am going to ask them is, who they think the Texans should or will draft with the number three overall pick, just to see uh, what the national opinion is right now of the Houston Texans and what they're going to do in this draft. So stay tuned. Next up will be offensive lineman Evan Neal out of Alabama. We'll have a chance to chat about him. It's all coming up on Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity next in the series. For now, that's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can also check out HoustonTexans.com. We've got the written version, a portion of the written uh, version up on there as well. And you can always check out all the great stuff. We'll have plenty of combine coverage as well. So be sure to follow along for all that. That's going to do it for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.